This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by ExpressVPN, and we'll tell you more about them later. Now, we've covered politics on this show for years now, not out of a desire to be political, but simply because politics, not just in America, but around the world, increasingly provides some of the most top-tier weird news material available. One thing we've never done, though, is issue an official Weekly Weird News presidential candidate endorsement. And why not? I mean, newspapers have been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. Granted, they usually wait until the general election when there's basically just two options. But this is new media, baby. Yeah. There's only been one single chaotic debate broken up into two nights so far because there's so many people running for president that they can't all fit them in a wide shot. It's ridiculous (laughs) how many uh, people are running. It's so dumb. I hate it so much. And they all just yell over each other. When they're not attempting to speak Spanish, they're just screaming over each other. See. Yeah. But, I mean, we've seen more than enough to make up our minds and throw our full support behind America's next president, Marianne Williamson. Up until Thursday night's part two of the first Democratic Party debate, most people hadn't ever heard of Marianne Williamson. Uh, Many of those who had heard of her only knew who she was because she was one of the first candidates to declare her 2020 political ambitions all the way back in November. Got to get this in before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Spend time with the family. Uh, Those who took the time to actually watch her video announcing her intention to run got a nice little taste of what Marianne is all about. Dreamcatcher earrings, an ASMR voice, and lots of references to love. Love. I, I, just before taping this, described her as a a Zoomer's grandparents hippie friend. More like a a cool divorced aunt. Mm, Okay. Uh, It would be easy to come away from the video thinking that Marianne Williamson is just another wine mom Democrat, but in Thursday's debate, we all got a slightly bigger taste of who Marianne is. Like uh, here, where... Uh, she answered a question about what the first thing she would do as president would be. Call us to Prime Minister of New Zealand, who said that her goal is to make New Zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up. And I will tell her girlfriend you are so on, because the United States of America is going thank to be the best place in the world for a child to grow up. Ms. You know, we are going thank to you. Have- okay, so I mean, uh, she's uh, simultaneously expressing admiration for New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, but also seemingly issuing a stern challenge to her and kind of talking shit. It's a bit of a weird answer. And then there was also her closing statement. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people, and he has harnessed fear for political purposes. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field, and, sir, love will win. Wow. So it shouldn't be too surprising that in a field of candidates whose presence on stage mostly made people at home ask, who the fuck is this person? Marianne Williamson was the most searched candidate on Google.com during night two of the debate, myself included. I'd heard about him before, but I was like, who is this pie in the sky hippie woman? Who is this extremely mellow yet kind of hostile woman? We can't beat, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but we can't beat Donald Trump with a plan. You got to do it with feelings. Vibes. Yeah, vibes, man. And, uh, oh boy, did uh, when people Googled her, Google had results. They spilled the tea. <laughs> Marianne, she's been around for a long time. Uh, and I clarified this with Elliot. No political stuff. She did not come from politics. She is not a senator no. or a mayor. No. None of that. And maybe that's a good thing. True. 
Uh, our current president had none of those skills. That's and right. yet, here we are. That's right. Uh, anyways, she's been around for a long time, though her influence has until recently been limited to a specific subset of people. The ones who describe themselves as not religious, but spiritual. Spiritual. I'm taking a half measure on this. <laughs> the true enlightened centrist. I, uh, I kind of follow all the religions at once. It's a good insurance policy, and, you know, I get a little bit of everything. I'm a big fan of fiction. <laughs> uh, Marianne Williamson has, for the last 30 years, been a sort of New Age spiritual guru of the vaguely Christian variety. Uh, the foundation of her teachings come from a book written in the 70s by clinical psychologist Helen Schuchman. Shuckman? Shuckman. Uh, it's called A Course in Miracles, which Shuckman says was transcribed verbatim from her inner thoughts, which she claims was Jesus Christ uh, speaking directly in her mind. That's uh, that's what you get when you open this book. Yeah. Transcription. This is the, the word for word what Jesus Christ said into this lady's head in the early 70s when she, you know, things like that were just more common. Well, if it worked for Joseph Smith, why wouldn't it work for her? Exactly. He is in America, after all. Now, keep in mind, the 60s and 70s were full of all sorts of different New Age spirituality movements, many of which ended up being cults or grifts. Mm -hmm. But the movement around A Course in Miracles appears to have been mostly sincere, and the same is true for Marianne Williamson's spiritual career. I mean, she has clearly sought out fame and fortune, but it seems she really does believe the things she talks and writes about, and she's not a cult leader or grifter, just a best-selling author and public speaker. Okay. Most of her speeches are uh, donation-suggested. She's not out there speaking to Wall Street for 5000 bucks a plate. Mm-hmm. No one owns her. <laughs> sure, except for, I guess, the guru that wrote the book. I think that lady might be dead. Well, time for Marianne to step up. Mm-hmm. Carry the torch. As Marianne. That, that was also a weird thing in the middle of the debates where the guy's just like, pass the torch, pass the torch. And then was selling pass the torch t-shirts afterwards on his website. That guy is, uh, there were four Californians on stage. Yeah. Was uh, that guy? They should have been. Uh, the, the, what should have happened in these debates specifically was that the audience and everyone on stage, like America's Got Talent, should have had buttons that, like, they're like, all right, you have to leave. We're, I, we're narrowing I down agree. the race. At this point, there's just too many of them. You wouldn't put every person who signed up for American Idol on yeah. stage together. You need to put ridiculous. Howard Stern right there next to Rachel Maddow yeah. and let him vote them off. <laughs> Get on the Sibian. Uh, anyways, uh, Mary Ann, she's wrote several books over the last few decades with titles like A Return to Love, Emma and Mommy Talk to God, Healing the Soul of America, Reclaiming Our Voices as Spiritual Citizens, Enchanted Love, The Mystical Power of Intimate Relationships, Everyday Grace, Having Hope, Finding Forgiveness and Making Miracles, Illuminata, A Return to Prayer, A Course in Weight Loss, <laughs> 21 Spiritual Lessons for Surrendering Your Weight Forever, Tears to Triumph, The Spiritual Journey from Suffering to Enlightenment, and A Politics of Love, A Handbook for a New American Revolution. 1992's A Return to Love was recommended by Oprah on her show, so Marianne's literary career, it's done quite well. Yeah. Although, once you get my vote Oprah is gone. Book. My vote is fucking gone. I was all on board until she started just pressuring me with all this spirituality. We need some woo in Washington. Too many... Too many fucking empty suits up there in that stage. Yeah. Mary Ann, she's a fucking witch, and I like it. Her entire list of books just reads like the programming schedule of the Hallmark Channel during December. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but, you know, you got you to gotta title things a certain way to attract the audience you're going after. Yeah. Mary Ann knows her audience. If you want it to sell on that, that wheel at the airport... With all the other self-help books, you got to title it a like, certain yeah, way. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'll read this. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I got five hours <laughs> right. to kill. 
Seems legit. Yeah. Anyway, to her credit, even early on in her career as a guru, Marianne Williamson actually did a lot of work for the uh, HIV-AIDS community at a time when the general public was completely dismissive or even hostile about it. In the 80s, she set up community support centers for people with HIV-AIDS in L.A. and New York, along with a nonprofit called Project Angel Food that to this day delivers thousands of meals free of charge to people who are homebound with HIV-AIDS and other life-threatening illnesses. She's basically our Princess Diana. Some would say. Uh, it is actually genuinely admirable that she was doing this kind of work back when uh, most of the people up on that debate stage with her were probably still referring to AIDS as the gay plague and viewing it as just a natural consequence of a sinful lifestyle. So actual legitimate for points for that. Yeah. Before getting into the guru thing, though, Marianne was just a rich girl from Texas making the most of the 1970s by living like a dirty hippie traveling aimlessly across the United States. At one point, working as a cabaret singer in New York, and at another point, living in a biodome commune in New Mexico. Cool. The cabaret thing explains her weird voice, though. Yeah. I'm a cabaret singer, darling. Darling. This is how we talk at the, the cabaret. Trans the transatlantic <laughs> accent. This is how you have to talk when you're on... The, the radio or moving yeah. pictures. That way everyone can understand. Everyone can understand your enunciations of the words. Yeah. Uh, anyways, until she discovered that Miracles book, uh, she described her life as bad boys and good dope. Now I'm back on board. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's also said, anything anybody's done, I've probably done it. Back on board. Hell yeah, Marianne. Crank that hog. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, despite the gentle new agey vibe that she gives off, Marianne has had a few public falling out with former associates and openly admits that she's kind of a bitch or more specifically the bitch for God and that's how she refers to herself the bitch for God yeah that's great America needs a bitch for God mm-hmm anyway 2020 <sighs> isn't Marianne's first attempt at political office back in 2014 she ran as an independent in the congressional election for California's 33rd district over in West LA and uh, she earned the coveted endorsements of such names as Jesse the body Ventura Kim Kardashian, and Nicole Richie. Uh, she ended up losing to Ted Lieu, though, and uh, in her concession speech, she said, This conversation of a politics of conscience, a politics of the heart, is much bigger than any one woman winning a congressional seat. And if that woman loses, the conversation goes on. My losing the congressional seat is small. What's big is the larger conversation. You impact the ethers, and that energy goes somewhere. Hmm. Sounds like a speech that one of the players would give when they lose the NBA Finals. At least we're talking about basketball. Yeah. Uh, you've got to appreciate that this woman is making no attempt whatsoever to sound less like a new age motivational speaker as she runs for president, though. Like, yeah. she, she lives this She is this who role. she is. Yeah. Uh, one of her recent stops leading up to the debates was at a rave. <laughs> now, to be clear, this was a 7.30 a.m. sober morning rave for people who don't need MDMA running through their veins to have a transcendent dance club experience. But uh, maybe she'll be at EDC next year. I hope so. Bill Nye was there this year. And fingers crossed she'll be there main stage next year. I, I could definitely see some of her quotes being used as the vocal track for some chill EDM. Uh, in her speech to the crowd of AM ravers, uh, Marianne said, There's something about dancing where it literally shifts the molecules of our bodies in the world around us. We must dance now as rebellion against the darkness of the world. I'm off board again. Not voting anymore. You don't want to take down Trump with the power of dance? No, no. I'm going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm going to put on my fucking glow-in-the-dark raver gear. Yeah, and I'm going to dance the bad vibes out of this country. One virgin screwdriver, please. <laughs> Ma'am, that's orange juice. I know. I was being cute. And if everything you've heard from Marianne so far just kind of sounds like something that aunt of yours with all the crystals would say, well, 
Get ready for Marianne Williamson's Twitter, which she's had for over 10 years and has posted thousands of inspirational messages too. It would be impossible to show you the full spectrum of Marianne's online wisdom, but we do know that at least one of you has begged us to do an ASMR episode, and this would seem to be the perfect opportunity for that. So let's all just relax, breathe, release our negative energy, and read a few tweets written by presidential candidate Marianne Williamson, the bitch for God. Imagine within you a pool of light filled with love, greatness, creativity, and joy. Now see yourself stepping into it. Now stay there. Your mind is like an airplane, and you are the pilot. Rise above the clouds. Fly above the turbulence. Seek a smoother ride. You come from an infinite field of love, the mind of God, entering into regions of fear in order to transform them with the love you bring. Everyone feels on some level like an alien in this world, because we are. We come from another realm of consciousness and long for home. No matter what your dream is, there is a universe in which it's already happening. Dwell there a bit each day. Each of us is pregnant with a better version of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I gotta do another breath after that one. (laughs) Okay. When they go low, go to a higher frequency where they cannot touch you. MarianneForAmerica.com There's a key in your pocket that you brought with you to Earth. It's inscribed with the words unconditional love and will unlock any door. Just beneath the surface, this isn't politics. It's black magic, entirely a psychic battle. Use your shield of virtue and your sword of truth. (laughs) I'm getting ridiculous. The power of your mind is greater than the power of nuclear radiation. Oh, oh wow, you should tell that to people in Chernobyl. Wow, it would have been one episode. They could have solved it all with the power of their minds. Yeah. Visualize angels dispersing it into nothingness. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, great. The most important things in life are not visible to the physical eye. It's only when we soul explode beyond the confines of the mortal self, expanding the boundaries of what we think is real, that we begin to glimpse the truth of who we are and why we're here. Every thought we think is like a missile delivering either harmony or chaos. And it lands on us. Meanwhile, people are getting hit with actual missiles. I'm not talking about the real ones. I'm talking about the spiritual missiles. No, but people are dying. Yeah, but like... That's bad Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Shh. <clears throat> a gray sky is actually a blue sky covered up by gray clouds. A guilty person is actually an innocent soul covered up by mistaken behavior. Imagine every war zone invaded by legions of angels. All of a sudden, no one can even imagine hurting another human being. You're a lamp. God is the electricity. You're a faucet. God is the water. You're a human. God is the divine within you. Allow the flow. Whoa, okay. God's a little aggressive. Just let it happen. (laughs) To soar high, dig deep. To have an effect, don't try to. To get anything, give everything. And to win, don't care if you lose. There's a, a really good campaign, yeah. like, ethos right yeah. there. Saw Avatar tonight. Absolutely unbelievable. Run, don't walk. <laughs> if you want a simple explanation for what's happening in America, watch Avatar again. All the films were good, but Avatar has changed the world. He didn't win an Oscar tonight, but James Cameron deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Holy fuck. 
Has she seen Fern Gully? That'll blow her fucking mind. I hope so. Yeah, so half of those sound like the tweets from someone that got laid off from a job but is still trying to stay positive. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it as much for themselves as they are for, like... It's all about mind power. I, yeah. I just hope that, like, I, she's not going to win. But I mean, it'll, be, it'll be great when she loses so that, like, all of this is just like, what was it all for? I thought that the angels were going to come help me. No, she's going to win. She's going to use her psychic powers. She's going to send brain missiles yeah. over at Joe Biden, Straight to Bernie Iran. Sanders, Straight and to Kamala. Iran. And then she's going to become president, and she's going to cripple all the, like, Wall Street bankers and pharma CEOs with, like, Professor X cerebro powers. Yeah. All those illustrations of where, like, uh, you know, where, like, a guy's doing heroin, but Jesus steps in and yeah. takes it for him to save him. Those are, the, those are, like, the type of angels that she's sending out. Yeah. So, there you go. When they say Jesus take the wheel, that's what they mean. Jesus take the drugs. So, yeah, it uh, seems like she really likes Avatar. Yeah. Um, does she even know that there are currently four more Avatar movies in the pipeline? Someone should tell her. I yeah. Mean, maybe she does. Maybe she wants to be president during the years that those movies are released so she can give James Cameron the Presidential Medal of Freedom. It only makes sense. No one knows. But in any case, as you can tell, Marianne Williamson is not your typical candidate. She's a sorceress and a witch. And you know what? That might just be what America needs right now. America needs good vibes. She'll be America's bitch. That kind of sounds wrong, though. That sounds like a, a negative thing, but it, 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 she embraces the term, so that's why the I The bitch say. for America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The bitch for America. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so that was the end of the... Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Turns out Marianne's good vibes also may include some not-so-great health vibes. Uh, she's at best a vaccine skeptic, and she's also on multiple occasions promoted the idea that meditation is uh, a preferable substitute to psychiatric drugs. So... Ooh! Uh, kind of... Ah, it's a, yikes. But, Marianne! Uh, 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 aside from the multiple deal breakers I've suffered through uh, with this story, this might be the biggest one. Yeah. Come on, Marianne. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. You can't just go around telling people that vaccines don't work and putting flowers in the ends of guns and hope that everything's going to be fine. Anyways, who could have seen this coming? Oh, how could we have ever expected that a New Age thought leader whose teachings are based on telepathic messages from Jesus and who rubs shoulders with weirdo celebrities would be anti-vax? I could have never guessed. Uh, unfortunately, we, we may have to, for the first time ever, withdraw, withdraw a weekly weird news presidential candidate endorsement all in one episode. Yeah. A real roller coaster. Really ride. making us regret this decision, Marianne. Yeah. Anyways, Marianne, sorry, we had a good run. Uh, I don't know I, if you'll make it to the next round. I do want to see her up on the stage at least one more time. Give her more time to talk, flesh it out. May, maybe she's come around on vaccines. I mean, about a month ago, she was still saying... Uh, kind of playing like, you know, I trust both pe- both sides of the vaccines. You know, the pros, the um, antis, maybe we'll they're all right. To, we'll have to wait a little while longer to see if Chuck Todd gives her the rose so that she can move on to the next round. Cuck Todd. <laughs> Anyways. Just shave your head, Todd. <laughs> Chuck Todd. Just shave it all. Yeah. Shave it all and go move into the mountains and live as a monk where no one can see you. Mm. Uh, but speaking of people that we must now disavow, uh, the subject of last week's episode, Mickey Polk, the man accused of giving his illegal pet squirrel meth to make it aggressive, he was finally arrested in Alabama on Thursday night. And while he had originally been saying that he was just tying up a few loose ends and was planning on turning himself in, what actually ended up happening is that uh, cops were surveilling a hotel they believed him to be in, and he caught wind of that and escaped on a stolen motorcycle, leading the cops on a high-speed chase, 
Uh, eventually, he ended up accidentally ramming a cop car on that motorcycle, which knocked him to the ground. And uh, cops found a, a pistol in his pants, which he was not allowed to have because he's a convicted felon. Oops. So Mickey Polk is now looking at a whole lot more charges than he was initially facing. And while it's impossible to prove whether he was feeding a pet squirrel meth, uh, the whole high-speed chase on a stolen vehicle with a gun uh, it, it probably uh, you know, won't go so well in court. And yeah. he'll probably go to jail for a few years. Uh, to be clear, we still believe that despite all of his many faults, Mickey Pock is not the kind of guy to feed meth to a squirrel. We want to make that clear. He loves that damn squirrel. He's... Definitely a person that would steal, illegally possess firearms, do drugs, and lead cops on a high-speed chase on a stolen motorcycle. But, I mean, those aren't great qualities, but he at least loved the squirrel. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we hope that despite everything else, Dee's Nuts is somewhere safe, living a good life. Dee's Nuts is the one I really care about here. He needs to go to an animal sanctuary in Alabama. Yeah. Then we can, we'll take back the $20 from GoFundMe, and we'll give it to the animal sanctuary. It sounded like he dropped these nuts off in Tennessee. Well, okay, we'll have to go to Tennessee Animal Sanctuary. If you're in Uh, Tennessee and you see a wiry-ass squirrel running around, let us know. In another update, uh, this time for that story from Tech Newsday about smartphone use possibly causing people to grow horns in the backs of their heads, Turns out earlier this month, some company called tollfreeforwarding.com spent money and resources commissioning a detailed rendering of what smartphones are going to make us all look like in the future. Uh, Meet Mindy, whose physical features are all loosely based on supposedly real scientific observations. She's going to date that car wreck guy from Australia, Graham. Finally. Mindy's right elbow is permanently locked in a 90 degree angle and her right hand is stuck in what's called a text claw. Her posture is obviously fucking terrible, with her neck hunched forward and her spine arched back. Her brain is smaller, her her skull is thicker, and she's even evolved a second eyelid, like a cat. She's an abomination, but yeah, at least this is good news for Graham. They've both evolved to the pinnacle of human evolution. Yeah. They've made it. Far before we can naturally. Their kids are going to be the kids of the future. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Just a giant square of flesh. Yeah. Just a... Uh, a blob that can take a beating mm-hmm. and look at a phone all day. The perfect life. Anyways, it's time for a word from this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. You might be one of those people that thinks cybercrime is something that only happens to other people. Well, you're wrong. But you're probably not someone that thinks that because, you know, you watch our shows. You know better. You know that every time you connect to a public Wi-Fi network, you're exposing your data to hackers and crooks. So don't be a victim. Take action. Get ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer or your phone or your tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click, and then you're safely using public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. And this is all for less than $7 a month. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird for three months free with a one-year package. Go to expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird to learn more. I'll say it because they they allowed us to use it uh, as a test case thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it works so well that uh, I had it on. uh, I meant to turn it off. And I had it on uh, for like two days straight. 
and literally noticed no yeah. like degradation in upload or download speeds. I streamed with it on, yeah, and it was all like just on in the background. It's surprisingly fast. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I highly suggest that service. It's great. Uh, but now now let's move over into headlines, starting with. Alabama dealership offers Bible, shotgun, and American flag with every car purchase. It's Those their 4th of July sale. Yeah, the cellathon. Uh, <sighs> it's, th- this, is, this is what people think about when they, you tell them, just picture America. Yeah. Not people here. People everywhere. Like, what, what, what do you think of when you picture America? Like, you I don't guys know. get free guns and Bibles when get, you buy things, right? <laughs> free gun and a Bible and a flag when you buy things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they legally can't just give you the gun. You get like a certificate that you got to take down to the local no. local gun store. Put it on the gun rack that is attached to the truck. Even Alabama has regulations when Uh-oh. it comes to weapons. You can't just <laughs> toss them in the back of every truck you're selling down at the Ford dealership. But uh, yeah. Yeah. There you cool. go. Cool. Fourth of July, baby. Russian Defense Ministry claims Metal Gear video game is U.S. intelligence project. Uh, you you would know about this better than I am. You're still playing I, Metal I'm Gear Solid 5. I'm currently on playing Metal Gear Solid 5. How I many mean, hours into it are you? Like 60 or so. I mean, I'm Jeez. playing... I, the, side, the side missions are like... It's kind of a really casual way to just turn my brain off and like play 20 minutes of a video game. But are you spying on live Russian activity online throughout the game? Uh, no, I mean, the game takes place in the 80s. I mean, you mm. do like beat the shit out of and occasionally kill... A lot of Russians. Mm. Um, and you, the same was true for a lot of the previous Metal Gear games. Um, I mean, if, if anything, I'd say the Metal Gear games make Russia look pretty cool. They, they in, in 5, there's like a Russian soldier who's literally made out of fire. And if ah. you shoot him, he just absorbs the bullets and like shoots them back at you. That's why they're, they want to ban because they're like, that was supposed to be under wraps. Shh. Our fire soldiers are supposed to be top secret. Yeah. I mean, the big the big hole in uh, this Russian defense ministry uh, guy's theory is um, it's not an American game. Yeah, it's uh, that's why Hideo very, Kojima very Japanese. That's why he got kicked off of the project. He knew yeah. too much. Hideo, you're too close to the truth. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Death Stranding exposes about yeah. the Russian government. It's not exactly pro U.S. propaganda either. I believe it was Metal Gear Solid uh, Two, where in the end it's revealed that like America has been ruled by some like straight up Illuminati like group of people. For, Marianne Williamson. Uh, that was Illuminata. Oh, okay. Well, she's still got a third eye. pretty close. She's got at least three eyes. <laughs> at the very least. Uh, Germans protest neo-Nazi festival by buying up entire town's beer supply. Dry them out. It's the perfect plan. Yeah. I mean, and to be clear, when you say neo-Nazi, it's like illegal to fucking say that or call yourselves that in Germany. But they are. Mm-hmm. They're just very careful about, you know, getting right up to the edge of legality. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was this far right music festival, and uh, the town was just like, "Well, we're going to clear out every fucking everywhere you can possibly buy beer in this town. We're all going to just stockpile it. We're going to have our own party. No Nazis allowed." And these fucking Nazis—they're sober, they're sweating, probably still having a great time though. Cause, I think I'll go home now. Yeah, kind of tired. I think they're probably there for the white nationalism, not the the alcohol as much. But no, you gotta have the alcohol to fuel the white nationalism. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, if they had hold done on, this, I'm sober for the first time in my life. Are we the bad guys? Li- the first time Hitler tried to overthrow the German government was him and a bunch of other Nazi party guys were all like fucking. 
Well, not him. Hitler didn't drink, which is weird. But he, everyone else was fucking shit-faced down at the beer hall. Mm-hmm. If they had tried the same method back then of taking all the beer away so none of the Nazis can get drunk, Hitler would have never tried to overthrow the government. He would have never got thrown in prison where he wrote Mein Kampf. He would have never become a hero so that when he came out, he, like, led this party to, you know, all their success. And This is all Hofbrau's fault. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Dalai Lama says if his successor is female, she should be attractive. The video of this is <laughs> amazing. He is. Uh, he's a, he's our jokester Dalai Lama, and all of his clips are good. The this Dalai one is, Lama is basically just any 55-year-old American 55? Well, maybe your your numbers are all way off because yeah, I don't know what age you called is. Marianne Williamson an aunt, and I'm like, dude, she's a fucking grandma. She's 66, and she looks pretty good for 66. Sure, but listen, Dalai Lama, he's an old grandpa. He's very old, but yeah, he's just like, yeah. I mean, I can I can send my soul when I die into anyone's body, but like, it's gotta you know, be hot. Chick. It's never been abroad, but if it's if it's abroad, and she's gotta you know she's gotta be built. Well, to, okay, gotta be nice to look at, easy on the eyes. To be fair, uh, well, there's two great things in this. The one where he, when when she presents to him the fact that he's been criticized for saying it, he goes, "Well, maybe you should ask them if they wear makeup." And uh, yeah, and then, uh, but at the end, he says, uh, "Yes, yes, of course, inner beauty is most important, but we're human, and so outer beauty is important too." Yeah, he gets it. The thing is, the like, Dalai Lama is an expert marketer. It's like, so on the one hand, China, what China has done to Tibet, bad, wrong. On the other hand, you shouldn't take that to mean that Tibetan Buddhism is, like, this enlightened fucking worldview. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of whack. Like, uh, the, half the fucking people who are, like, uh, lamas in mm-hmm. Tibetan Buddhism are just people that, like, paid. Like, Steven Seagal is a fucking Tibetan lama. Like, he paid oh, some fucking like, uh, dude. He made a donation of, like, $10,000 to some broke-ass town in Tibet. And, like, they're like, yeah, actually, Steven Seagal is the reincarnated soul of uh, this Tibetan monk sure. in the 1500s. Yeah, it's like getting ordained if you want to marry your friends. Yeah. You just write up to, like, the whatever website, and you boom, you're ordained. But, uh, no, I, I, it's, it's uh, offenses aside, a very comical, funny video. Because yeah. Because he's just, like, he just doesn't, like... Because everyone expects, like, oh, the Dalai Lama. Like, well, and they the expected most... him to, like, apologize, too. He's like, nah. no, ask if she wears makeup. Yeah. Then who's telling lies? No fat chicks. Yeah, he was just, like... If the Dalai Lama was a woman, she would have she would be beautiful, which is, you know, yeah, yes, she'll she'd have be beautiful she'll, like me, the, the, the very attractive male Dalai Lama. Inner beauty, but also we're human. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look at her. Give the boys something to look at. I do a full three sixty for the Dalai Lama. <laughs> God uh. damn it! Arby's has flipped the vegan meat trend on its head with the vegetable, a carrot made out of turkey that looks and tastes almost exactly like the vegetable. <sighs> they did it. It's such a weird marketing campaign that they've been going through for years. They've taken a hardline stance. They're like, we will never serve impossible or beyond meat in an RV store. I can guarantee you that over my dead fucking body. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, that's fine. Not have, even as like an option. No, you have the meats. It's fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this looks fucking disgusting. If I want uh, a lackluster version of a deli sandwich put between a hamburger bun, I know exactly where I'm going. Uh, yeah. A lot of people love Arby's, though, and I've never understood it. It's a big red flag for me when people say they love Arby's. Arby, well, red flag. Arby's fries and Arby sauce are fucking incredible. That is true. Arby sauce is delicious, and that, I know it it's is. probably just barbecue sauce mixed with ketchup. It, that's but exactly it's good. What it they is. did the work for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Seagulls keep couple hostage in their home for six days by attacking them every time they leave the house. Were these the big fucking seagulls like you see in San Francisco? Um, probably. I don't know. Those things will nip a little bite out of your ear, probably. Yeah, these poor elderly couple. The wife is, you know, she's going through some medical stuff, so the husband has to take her to the doctor all the time. They're like, anytime we leave the house, we have to go into the garage, get in the car, open the gate, drive away. Like, you can't go out of the house uncovered. Mm-hmm. And the that this seagull is a protected local species. So they, can't they, do it. They Sorry, ask, we can't do it. Yeah, they ask the government. They're like, uh, we can't really do it. I mean, what look, do you want us to do? I, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. We're, we're taking the seagull's side this time. Yeah, you should, what you do is you, uh, you know they have a lot of medicine. Just crush it all up and throw it out in the yard. They'll yeah. pick at it, and then boom, dead seagulls. Well, it's because it's they, uh, it sounds like all the other houses on their street had, like, spikes all along their and property, didn't. and they didn't. So they're currently, like, caring for some chicks, like, right outside the front door. Mm. So, obviously, there's going to be misunderstandings there. Yeah. Uh, but, Stay with uh, my family! Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, sorry. Sorry, old man. Yeah. Well, uh, just have to wait till they leave. You're going to have to accommodate these seagulls. Move. Move away. Speaking of birds, Jersey is being terrorized by 100 strong gangs of feral chickens waking up locals and chasing joggers. To be clear, this isn't New Jersey. This is the island of Jersey between England and France. Oh, Okay. Makes a lot more sense because if it was New Jersey, all of these birds would be dead immediately. Yeah, way, just from living uh, in the city. Yeah, no, it's just this weird fucking island. It's actually closer to France than it is to Britain. Mm. But there's and they have no foxes, no natural predators. And these these chickens, they run that fucking town. Do Walk, they know how delicious down the chicken street, is? Like, I don't know. Like, what did you just fucking catch them? There's like, there's no laws against killing them, but I guess. I guess everyone on Jersey's gotten real soft. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'll eat the chicken, but I won't kill it myself. Hmm. I'm just going to complain. I'm just going to nag the government to do something about it. Well, just bring a big stick whenever you go out somewhere. Yeah, very easy. They're very dumb animals. Mm-hmm. Man gives police officer sperm sample instead of urine sample at traffic stop. Hold on, give me a minute. I'm brewing it up. <laughs> gotta give me, gotta give me a minute. Can you <laughs> stop looking at me? <laughs> they said so. They pulled him over because they thought he might be drunk or on drugs. And they're like, all right, fill it up. He went over to, like, the side of the road, and they're like, he took a long time, like 10 minutes. And he came back, and was like, all right, here you go. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Is this cum? Yeah, it's a pretty funny joke, huh? Uh, and then they had him do a spit test, and he came up completely sober. So they're like, all right, get out of here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, this man well, that's, jacked off into a cup for the police. That's the, the thing, the then. He knew he was in the clear, and he just wanted to fuck with them. It might be. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, waste my time. I'm at least going to fucking rub one out. I'm fucking cum in this cup, and then I might I might accidentally spill it on them when I'm giving it to them. Here you go. Well, Oops. Oh, you got good jizz. That would be, like, actual assault, though. Yeah, probably. I don't know. This was in Germany. They can't do anything. <laughs> they, they were just like, oh, this is very disappointing. Sir? Please stop with your tisk, cum Tisk, tisk. Yeah. Lake City woman stabs man. Low-key wanted to hurt him. Mm, this, this is Florida? A, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, Florida. Lake City. Uh, yeah. Sounds, sounds like you high-key wanted to hurt him. Yeah, well, you know, she can give her own statement, and that's mm-hmm. what she chose, so. Look, so the reason I stabbed him is, low-key, I wanted to hurt the guy. Not not too bad, but, you know, low-key. Didn't want to kill him, just low-key wanted to hurt him. Yeah, well, she succeeded, mm-hmm. and which is a lot more than most people can say about their goals. Yeah. Low-key, I'm proud of her. <laughs> Bishop plans to spray murder-plagued city with holy water from helicopter to get rid of the devil. It's never been tried before. Finally, 
You see, every time there's a fucking fire, you see the aircraft dropping water all over the place. Why aren't they dropping holy water? Holy water. Just bless the whole plane. Yeah. And dump it all. This is Colombia. Tell them to get their wand out and bless it however they do it with the holy water. I have a jar of it from Italy. Yeah. I haven't used it. In case of emergency, chug that. It's you, gotta, might, you might get sick with the Lord a little bit. Yeah, but, that's uh, just him cleansing out uh, yeah. all the toxins. Like when you drink bleach and you shit out your intestines. Yeah. Wow, there it is, yeah. all the toxins. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see how this works. Uh, like, I, I don't know if he's going to like just be dropping it on people in the, in the street. Well, they accidentally uh, ingest it and they get sick and no one can go murdering when they have diarrhea. Could be. That might, that might be it. That's the plan. Poison everyone. Best of luck to you, Columbia. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for this week's episode. New episode of News Dump over there with some some news about Comic-Con maybe uh, being... Dying. Completely pointless now. Yeah. And uh, also an episode about memes. Yeah. Making money. Damn. Uh, also, uh, our exclusive podcast. Uh, it's for Patreon supporters and YouTube members. If you want to be a YouTube member, click the Join button below. If you want to join our Patreon, there's a link in the description below. It unlocks all of the previous podcasts, including this week's. Uh, so check those out if you want to support the show. And have a great weekend and an upcoming holiday week. Oh, and go to fucking, R- if you're going to RTX, 1230 on Sunday. And make sure to bring good vibes. <laughs>